Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What it's the podcast? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch, sketch ideas. 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 Suddenly, just all this saliva just just poured into my mouth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Just start. I think I was salivating at the prospect of a good of a sketch of, of having a good idea, a good mm. having a good podcast today. Yeah, I've Pavlovianly trained myself now. Um, now, you don't know this, Alistair, since we've been recording re- remotely so much, but I have an enormous bowl of, of treats, and every time I, I, I have a good idea, I, I give myself one, and now I've come to associate having good ideas with, um, with food. And now I get, I get sustenance just from thought. Oh, that's really nice. See, that's really mm. nice. I see, what I do is I you, – you don't know this because we've been doing it remotely, but I have mm. – I have been electrocuting my balls <laughs> any time that I'm not coming up with a good idea. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yes. And so the, the the body just has to secrete ideas at all times. Mm. Just all through the night. Mm. Um, yeah. Alistair, I, 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 you know, I know this is not, um, not very good. It's not the done thing, but I did have an idea while I was waiting for you to um, fix your recording equipment. Podcast recording equipment. So technically, this would have been on the pod. I feel this idea. Sure. If, if, if it, it were if it not wasn't for, for the me, enormous delay. I mean, so, you could argue that maybe it would have never existed unless I messed up my. Unless I messed up my my podcast recording I, setup, I couldn't I couldn't argue that no, Alistair, because that wouldn't serve my purposes of making okay. you feel bad. Great, and I, I I just wouldn't allow that to happen. Well, all right then. But uh, but I was thinking, I was thinking about the afterlife, <gasps> right, and how we don't know if there is an afterlife. What do we but do? What now? we could what we could do is we could dedicate, we could create an artificial afterlife, and we'll. Everybody in the world, we dedicate your last, you know, five years of your life, right? We have a little pre-death. Mm. We stage a fake death, right, before your actual death. So yeah. somehow we have to know when you're going to die. We stage a fake death before then. We have a little funeral. And then we have a place that we take you to where we've created an artificial heaven. And... You know, there's just all this great food and, you know, we make really fluffy ground to create clouds. Somebody wanders around pretending to be God. Yeah. That kind of thing. So like Truman Show but heaven. Exactly, yes. And maybe it could be televised. But also I think, you know, it would be nice if it was just like this was an alternative to sort of retirement or, or, um, 
or aged care. Mm. You know, maybe because at the moment aged care is often quite unpleasant. What if we really went out of our way yeah. to make it, uh, you know, unpleasantly nice? So and so mm, wait, 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 wait. is yeah. the idea that because I thought you were getting to something else, but no, that's the whole idea, Alistair. I thought that was good enough. But wait, so so the idea is. So we don't actually find out if there's an afterlife. You're just creating mm. a small afterlife yes. in somebody's yes. life. Right. So what we do is we just redefine where, what life is, mm. right? And we, we just bring the end date of life in by five years, okay? Yeah. And then we've got this free time that we can use to make anything, and that is technically afterlife. We've just redefined what life constitutes. And then we, we have now we've made an afterlife, because God never said what life is, yeah, right in the Bible. So we make our own one, hive off a bit of time. Yeah, but He also said the afterlife. So good. The afterlife was eternal, but yes. He never specified how eternal. Exactly. Was it yes. roughly between sort of one and one hundred and twenty years? We might be able to create an illusion of it being eternal by like having a lot of clocks that don't, whether we've taken the batteries out and that kind of thing, so that it seems like time isn't passing. You know, little tricks of the mind like uh, that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and so that, that way people will die satisfied knowing that they actually have had an afterlife. Mm, indeed. Already. Yes. Although that technically won't be death, what you're referring to there, because they have already died. Mm. We did that and we had a little funeral. What they'll be doing is sort of, we'll have a new word. We'll call it like, um, plifto, you know, and. Plifto. Plifto. And that's a very different thing to death. It sounds like a snack bar that you would eat while you climb mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it it was, but we redefined it. Um, sometimes, sometimes now, a company it has actually to refers to the moment when you are thrown off a mountain because that's what we now do with mm. the bodies. Do you think um, that that was a company that had to rebrand? Clifto. Clifto, who was making bar, energy bars for people who mm. climb mountains, they mm. weren't getting a lot yeah. of success, and so they had to go into the uh, business of killing people in the fake afterlife. Yes. And disposing of their bodies and making it seem like they were going to a third a place. Plane. Like a third yeah. kind of um Double they kind of, death. This is what <laughs> this is what they don't explain in that movie Soul. Mm. Uh, which is a good movie. It's a good movie, but what's that great beyond beyond? You know? What is it beyond? Yeah, what's be you know like that thing you know, that escalator that they're going up. Oh yeah. I mean yeah, that, that's yeah, the forever yeah. thing. Does your just does your soul just disintegrate, or is there like another kind of heaven thing like where all the baby souls are? I guess that's the sequel. Oh, this you is know, sequel. soul two. Um, back in the beyond back soul. in the afterlife. Mm. Okay, wait. So I'm gonna yeah. write down first uh, life afterlife. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's something, you know. Maybe yeah. it's a sort of a new kind of superannuation, 
where throughout your life you you give a certain percentage of your income to this company that does this service. Yeah. And part of the deal is that they will um, grab you, make you think you've died at some point, drag you off to this afterlife-type scenario, dress you all up in robes, and, you know, let you live this afterlife. But it's probably a pretty limited time. Like, maybe it's five years, maybe it's only a year or something like that, right? And then, at the end of that time, they really do just, like, smash your head with a rock. But, you know, yeah. because, because they've got to make the money... You know, they're, they're giving you a pretty good time while you're there. And it's probably pretty expensive. <laughs> so, so they got to smash you with a rock. That's only fair. They give you a good time. So now they got to get, they get to have a good time. There's got to be a little something for daddy. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you're going to, people are going to be nice to you. You got to let them be nice to themselves because self-care, that's mm. the most important thing. I think that's what the Clifto people are doing. Yeah. Because they've, you know... There's been big business. A lot, all the people who were originally in funeral services and stuff, they're mm. now in fake funerals. Mm. So yes. they don't they don't do real funerals anymore, because no, all the money is in the fake funeral. A... And so you just need a company, Clifto, mm. that is in just the body disposal, sort of maybe mm-hmm. hitting people with rocks. They just make it go away, mm. and it's not pretty. But they do it behind one of the heaven bushes so that the other people in heaven can't see. Yeah, they put up, I a, think maybe, they put up a curtain as well. Yeah, they put up a curtain. Everybody sort of knows, but they try not to draw attention to it. You know, they don't want to think about it too much. Maybe uh, just makes how it, it, you know, makes you it hard to enjoy that afterlife, doesn't it? Or doesn't mm. a little bit? Well, a little bit takes the gloss off. But I, I imagine you're also pretty heavily um, drugged up. So, do you think drugs you know, are the probably, key to the after to a good afterlife? I think I think for this simulation, um, yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, in my experience of experiencing euphoria, mm. um, and you have experienced you have experienced euphoria. I have experienced euphoria. Yeah, and how good is it? It's really good. <laughs> it's really you go you go oh. I would like to feel like this all the time. Yeah. It's a shame. Like, I even remember having the thought, like, I go, I would love my parents to get to experience this. Oh, that's Because nice. it's such a nice feeling. Mm. You know, especially if you're doing it with people you care about. You're just like, you know, you're, you're telling each other how much you like each other. You're, you're yeah. you know, you're, you're hugging and the hugs feel really nice. Breathing feels really good. And so you you thought, I'd like my parents to experience this kind of euphoria. I know what will bring them this level of joy. I'll quit my job as an engineer and become a stand-up comedian. <laughs> That'll, then they'll feel and euphoria. <laughs> Every um, day. But, yeah, and anyway. But uh, also I think that the, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm quite thankful in life for what my parents do, did and things like that is because of uh, like one or two experiences. Anyway, I had an idea earlier. I'm, I'm very interested in that. I'd like to talk about mm. it more. But, but yes, it's in I no way about your such ideas. ideas. No, that's um, okay. It could lead to something. You never know. You never know. But while, was, while you're talking about uh, life after life, um, life after life, not life after life, mm. um, uh, I was thinking about how whales are able to rest part of their brain 
mm. right? Well, and then and then keep other bits alive, uh, you know, awake, and uh, you know, and conscious while they swim and things like that, so they can still go up and breathe and stuff like that. And I was thinking, well, if you could genetically engineer a human to have those kinds of traits, to have that particular yes. trick, yes. As a way of studying the afterlife, whether there's an afterlife, mm. you could have that person and kill part of their brains. Oh, very good. And yes. see, but keeping the other part conscious and alive. But yeah. Then see, maybe that would give them access to the afterlife. Mm. You know, what do they good. experience? What they have they... a hemisphere in both camps. Exactly. The dead and yeah. the living. Yeah. Like that. And that could give us a window, possibly, you know, maybe you get new powers. I love this idea of hacking our way into into heaven. There's got to be a way in. A little security. There's got to be some sort of little zero do- day exploit, some well, little security flaw. You can't keep it, keep us out forever. Well, the thing know? is, is that if there's a port, if there's a portal of some sort, it's either it's either our consciousness is is traveled into our mm. minds from this other place from mm. the, maybe the uh the you know the land of the real yep or or maybe consciousness in an in, in, in its inability for uh for you know information to be destroyed maybe through some quantum physical law uh yep. you know it it goes on somewhere and, and, and takes on some other form However, and if it's a it's a if it's a quantum effect, we might be able to get there through tunneling or entanglement of exactly. some kind. Exactly, but it means that there is a way to the other side, and mm. it and it and 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 it couldn't possibly be always through death. I mean, obviously, death gets you there. Yeah, but there's well, got to be know another way. For a fact that Mary, Jesus's mother, she underwent the assumption, which means that she ascended. Mm. Without dying, I believe, body and soul directly into heaven. Her and body went up. Yeah, her body went up. Yeah, now, was that, is that, is that the Christ's only time? body went up as well. So does that mean that there's meat up there? There could be some meat, <laughs> some actual flesh meat, earthy flesh meat. And if we can, you know, this is like when they accidentally um, sent out, you know, they did all this work on the PlayStation 2, I believe it was, yeah. to encrypt all of the, um, the the CDs or the DVDs or whatever it was in such a way that you couldn't use pirated ones on there, right? But then one of the... They sent out one of the trial, like, you know, trial CDs or something like yeah. that without the encryption on it. And that meant that people could instantly reverse engineer the what the encryption was and it was cracked before they were even released into the market properly. Wow. And I think by letting in a body, a human body in yeah. heaven, it's very likely that God has um, you know, if God is if God is infinite in all ways, then he yeah. must also be inf- infinitely foolish. Absolutely. Infinitely, infinitely um flawed. Flawed. Yeah. <laughs> You know, all he's and he'd he'd be he'd be stuffing up all over the place and leaving these little loopholes. Absolutely, we'll just squeeze on in. I there. mean, you know, maybe maybe it just you know it's like a, it's like a virus, right? 
A virus mm. just needs the right key to access the cells, to get into yes. the cell, to use mm. its factory thing to reproduce itself, right? Now, maybe if we just get some of, you know, some DNA from someone who's a direct descendant. Of Mary. Of Mary yep. or Jesus. Yep. And mm-hmm. we, we launch their body upward. Into the sky somehow. Into the sky. Yeah. They might activate some On a rope, portal. tied to a rope. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, if God hasn't shut down this little, you know, whatever whatever thing that he put into the, the force field, whatever little, you know, um, bypass set thing. Because yeah. very often he, it, it, it seems unlikely he would have thought of that, right? We might be able to re-engine we might because even if Mary didn't have oh this is good Halastair. Yeah. Even if Mary didn't have any other children other than Jesus. And she we we could be able to reverse engineer her exact genome from all her other relatives. Right? Like her yeah. parents and yeah. or, you know their distance relatives. We can get that exact thing. Get a clone of her. Shoot that up into the sky on some sort of, you know, rail gun. With a rope tied to the end. Yes. She's going to pop through a little portal. The portal's going to open up. He won't have shut that down because God won't have thought that far ahead to realize that we were going to have this kind of technology. The portal is probably still open and it'll pop open. She'll go through the rope. Then we'll have the rope, right? And yeah. We just need to climb up the rope, I imagine, shimmy through. I think we could build even an entire religion off this, and it'll be one where we accept the reality of God, yeah, the Christian God, but we are not willing to worship in any way or change our lifestyles. Um, what we are going to do is we're going to instead focus our energies on hacking our way into heaven well, and what's... getting in there via, you know, what do they call that kind of like social hacking kind of thing that you do? There's another uh, word for it, but like yeah, what just like uh, like uh, meet and greets? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Through meet and greets, through no, okay, through who you know. The thing is, is that if you once you have the rope, you don't even need to believe in God. Exactly. Right? Like even though you like you know that God exists as a thing in, at, mm. at that point because there is heaven in real life you can actually believe whatever you want and act however you want mm. without mm. fear of repercussion in the afterlife yeah because you've already got access and we will control access well see we'll create control access to the rope right mm. which is now could well become the dominant pathway into heaven and what we will do, be able to do then is we'll be able to set the entry criteria, which means we'll be able to issue our, issue our own parallel set of commandments mm-hmm. and indeed create an entirely new you know, um, set of rules that people have to live by. Yeah. And I think this is good. This is breaking God's monopoly on heaven. Absolutely. We and, can, and we can carve out a space up there mm, where we have you know, inside yeah. heaven. We can set yeah. it up real nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe a few uh, earthly comforts as well. You know, oh, because it, I imagine it's like when people from Australia go to uh, live in the states, and they're always getting people to mail them over some Vegemite or mm. some Tim Tams because there's yeah. things that you miss. 
Yeah, that's you right. Know, that and little taster home, and we'll probably be able to set up a little little kiosk up well, there, well, maybe little concession stand. One of the things people will miss, um, you know, those who have died, for example, who are already in God's heaven, obviously mm. none of us have to die to get up there because we've got the path mm. for meat to get in. Yeah. Right? Now, but there'll be a lot of people in on Jesus's uh, God's side of heaven. Mm. Right? I assume that the kingdom of heaven is infinite and that we can yeah. take we can just carve ourselves out a little spot. But a lot of God's followers, what they'll probably miss is bodies. Mm. Right? And so, when we're going up, we could take some dead bodies with us. Yeah. Right, and we can let souls get back in there, you know, dance around a bit to get well to get into our. Then that's how we lure more people. Make our we can get some, maybe some big influencers. You know, like we could get we could get Gandhi straight up. Yeah, we could get we get John. You reckon he's in the Christian heaven? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, if whether God is a Christian. All up, maybe, maybe he just used, you know, it's like all the religions are an interpretation of very, basically the same thing. You're, yeah, you're, you're right. I was just assuming that if we used the Mary loophole, yeah, we'd probably only be getting into the Christian heaven. But well, you know, I, once I, they're there, there might be like back channels, there might be service, you know, the there thi- might be maintenance hatches that we can crawl through to get into the other heavens as well. I have a feeling that. Once you're in the other side, that's where all mm. the afterlife stuff is. Yeah, that's where the heavens are. That's probably even where hell is. It's probably just another section of the same spot. Mm. You know, I think they say it's in the sky. They say it's underground, but really, it's just one area that's been subdivided. Do you think that we'll also let people back down the rope from heaven? In their new zombie bodies that we've given, we've taken up for them. You know, I think especially in exchange for influence, um, we can yeah. we can offer anything, any any service. Great. I mean, we can offer yeah. people the chance to come back as user, animals. User, user, user. The user's always right. The user pays. On, yeah. on Earth, we can sell trophy hunting. Right. You go. Hey, you come with me. You can kill this. You know this beautiful donkey, this prize donkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, and, the thrill of hunting a prize donkey. You know, and then when we then we don't throw anything away. We keep that whole donkey carcass, mm. right? And then we take it up the rope with us, and then we see mm. if there's one of God's children who wants to enter a donkey, wants to be have a go at being a donkey yeah. on Earth for a bit. Yeah, gosh, we are making money at both ends. Here, Absolutely, aren't we? we're doing great. And uh, I mean, we it's, <laughs> it's going to be interesting rope, it's... seeing. It's going to be interesting seeing the the donkey try and climb back down the rope. I think. Yeah, no, I mean, but, yeah, a lot of animals will die upon falling. Yeah, just, but I mean, maybe eventually we'll we'll get a pulley system like one of those. Um, window washing things that they have mm. outside of buildings or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, I hope it's a good rope. Well, I think that because now we're starting trade in between mm. the life and the afterlife, which to them they just consider life probably in the afterlife. Because even, yeah. though, even though to us it's like in the future, to them it's the present. 
Um, anyway, true. but um, there, uh, because we're, we're starting this trade, we can consider this the Silk Road, but it'll be the Silk Rope. Silk Rope. <laughs> yep. It's good. Yeah. It's good. We'll start to normalize relations with heaven. Um, yeah. I mean, I think uh, God could come down if he wants as, you know, as a... Well, let him come down the rope. He doesn't, And he doesn't have to do it that way where he's like pretends to be his own son. Yeah. Is that... Yeah. You think that was God kind of just creating, you know, creating a like a, an alt account so that he could comment <laughs> under, under his own things? <laughs> oh, yeah, God is great. <laughs> oh... It's really good. <laughs> Jesus was the first old account. It's also a little bit of an undercover boss type situation, isn't it? Yeah. Like you come down, you're like, hey, what do you think of the god they got here? Hey? Uh, I don't think much of him. Well, turns out he's actually oh, really great. I, and if I you don't, don't... Know, I reckon he's probably doing his best he can under some pretty difficult circumstances. Um, is there? Is there? You could. Here's that's definitely a sketch. Yeah. Though. Um. Undercover. Yeah. Undercover God. Undercover boss. Um. You know Jesus edition or yeah. whatever. And and God comes down among the mortals. Um. Maybe yes. You know, with a little fake beard on or something like that. Uh. To try and look younger. It's also a little bit of a never-been-kissed scenario. <laughs> and God may never have been kissed. Never that's been a, blessed. That's a great romantic comedy. God oh, comes down to earth oh, realizing he's never been kissed. Really good. God goes back to high school. Yeah. That is a really good... I mean, we've had, we've had God's comeback as, as, you know, as your Bruce Almighty's. Yeah. But... I don't think we've seen what it would be like for God to be back as a teen, teen God. And you know, just trying to fit in. Mm. There are some. That's pa- a that's an entirely that's a totally different sketch, Alice. Yeah, that's very. No, absolutely. Good. I've I've written it down. Um, and yeah, back to high school. I mean, look, Andy. That's. I mean, we got to go straight for funding for that one. Yeah. It's a broad romantic comedy, but, <laughs> but with, uh, you know, with a, with, a, with a modern twist. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, the Greek gods, you know, they used to do that thing where they would, uh, you know, turn themselves into a swan or something like that and, and try and seduce a woman. Yeah. But. We never got to see the part of the story where they try and fit in with the other swans and they just can't make it work, you know? Yeah, exactly. All the other swans think that they're a bit weird. Because and... the one thing that he can't do is affect the free will of, uh, of another creature. Yeah, I believe that's um, <coughs> the rules of, uh, of being a god. Yeah, and, and then this is a slightly separate idea, but what about Virgin Mary arrives in heaven, you know, her mm. all her meat and everything like that. Mm. And God is like, actually, you're actually not welcome here, technically, because technically you're not a virgin because Jesus's penis passed through your vagina mm. when, he, when he gave birth 
when he gave birth to him. Yeah. Is that a is that a is that a thing that's been discussed? I don't is know. That, or is that your own idea? That's fine. I don't know. That's my own. <laughs> that, that that in some sort of incestuous way, the penis of Jesus defiled the the pussy. Oh my god! Oh Mary. my god! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though what I said was much worse. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, dear me, he said the word pussy. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I think, I think, like, depending on how the, that word is said, it's either the nicest word, one of the nicest mm. words for a vagina, or one of the grossest. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I imagine it's... <sighs> yeah, you're right. I don't I don't I don't have any any additional I think I think if it's used I think what makes it really gross is if it's used for a quantity as a like as a word to mean a quantity You as mean a, like some getting yeah, some of yeah, that like like yeah if it refers to pussy as like like a collective mm. thing of uh, Yeah and, and but also when it's used as a thing to be acquired Yes I think that it probably has a you know um, although, and, then, and in the opposite, in the opposite, with with a male genitalia, uh, firstly, it doesn't feel so bad when it's when it's oh, I got you know, I'm trawling for cock or something like that. It's mm. you know, it's it's definitely less yucky, and I guess maybe it's also there's more stuff loaded in there than that. But if someone was say I'm trolling, I'm not I'm not trolling, but trawling for sausage, I think I'm mm. back to enjoying it again. <laughs> yeah, and so we what we've learned is that the um the secret to uh, acceptable um s- sexually predatory behavior is finding a fun euphemism. Is that yeah. is that what you're saying? Great. Yeah. Maybe. I I I yeah. And Punani's probably the nicest one. <laughs> well, it's it. There's an innocence to it, isn't it's it? It's an innocence. Like yeah. it. It's so um, unlikely to be y- used in a genuinely sexual context yeah. that it has lost any edge that it might have had, and it becomes even I'd, I'd say adorable. Yeah, you know. It's cute. It's a cute thing to say. Exactly. And a guy who would think of talking about things in that way, I just want to, I just want to take him home and look after him. <laughs> and maybe that's why. Yeah, protect him from the world because he's almost too pure. He's almost too, yeah. I mean, then it's also just fine to just use vagina or even vulva. Mm, I still need to fully do some research to understand the difference between those two terms because I, I you use them I would say you know confidently Alistair yeah um but I I get um confused and and uh, <laughs> sure I mean I think disoriented every time um a distinction is drawn I would I would I, say look and and uh, and people can Correct me if I'm wrong, and there's a big chance that I am wrong. But I would say that the uh, the opening that leads to the birthing canal mm. 
um, to the to the outside, not the one at the back, the cervix that goes into like mm. uh, the one in the opening. Uh, is I think that's the vagina, right? Right. Um, that whole area there, I think. Well, even birthing yeah. canal is probably a part of the vagina. Yeah, it's um, weird that can... they call it a canal because <laughs> that ex- that implies it's open to the air to me. I don't think of a canal as being a sort of a closed. Well, it's all dependent pipe. on sitting position. Uh, and I then, suppose. And then, and then I would say I think the whole package is the vulva, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you you absolutely could be right, Alastair, and I'm. I'm gonna um I'm gonna abstain. Um Sure. You know, I, I, I realise that makes me look like a you know, like a fence sitter, like a some sort of wishy washy um you know, I should just pick a side, shouldn't I? But uh, uh, all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a side. I'm gonna say the vulva is the leg. Okay. Yeah, and, I like that. Um the vagina I think, I think it's actually is kind of... the, the 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 female body from between the sternum and the wrist. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. So on both sides? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Sorry about I, taking I was this. Gonna... No, 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 I lost it. You got nothing to apologize for. Um, um I think I I I made it I made it weird. And then do you think you know how so I've I've you know I've I've come to you in the last in the last uh, week or so and I've said to you Andy, with all this UFO pe- Pentagon stuff, mm. these stories coming out, I said I think I started to say I, I think I'm giving in and I, and I now believe in UFOs. Yeah, and I now and believe then you very in a very short space of time, have almost made me believe in UFOs. Well. So the info it's... is, but, but like they just had a story about it on sixty minutes now, as of like yesterday or something. I and mean, this is a big deal. It's so big. It's like we're entering. <laughs> it's like we've already entered like the fictionalization of of reality. Yeah, where it's like we're living in this weird thing where it's like pandemic seems crazy. That already seemed like a movie, and then. Uh, they, We're getting a lot of robots that look like that are like dis- disconcertingly agile mm, and independent. Yeah, and then people start talking about like you know, like people are like starting to talk seriously about war with China. <laughs> mm. and I'm like, Ugh. and then and then, but then to top it off, possible possibly aliens have actually been here for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you actually when you put it in those terms, Alistair, it's too weird. I think I could handle UFOs. I'm not sure if I could handle aliens. No, I could. I'll just. I mean, I'll just. I think just UFOs potentially. Let me ease me into it. Ease if, me into it. If they are extraterrestrial, then there's a chance that they are just drones, right? Mm. Right now, now there's a, yeah. there's a chance. Okay, so at least we know that there's there is in some way. Right. There's still, you know, obviously nobody has any physical evidence. People just have the data from radars, from uh, eyewitness accounts uh, on many occasions. Right. But then also just that footage that that they took on those uh, fighter jets. Right. Yep. Um, Now, those could be from Earth. 
but nobody seems to claim or whatever uh, that, and, and no, none of those things have ever been aggressive, but they do seem to be hanging out near a lot of like advanced technology, like they're keeping track. Mm. But I love that the, the, this possibility that they've just been here for a long time and they're not interfering. They're just keeping an eye on where we're at in terms of the best stuff we're doing, you know, technologically. Yeah. You know, out near I nuclear mean... blasts, out near, you know, uh, fighter jets and stuff. Yep. I mean, it could just be, you know, industrial espionage from other planets. They might literally just be here to steal some of our ideas. They're here to take our IP, our intellectual yeah. property. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way of doing it. Because I think China yeah. was kind of doing a lot of that. And it's, I mean, it's worked for them. If we were smart, what we would be doing is we would be picking a few islands in the middle of the ocean. Right, and we'd just be putting a bunch of kids there with, you know, a few rough and ready bits of technology just to get them started. Mm. And then we would cut off all contact. We'd just watch, right, and we'd just see what they develop. Because I think one of the big constraints that we have you know, in real blue sky thinking is that we are so burdened by all the the assumptions that we just absorb unconsciously and the things, the decisions that have already been made. And really, I mean, if human society started again now, technological development started again, who's to say in which direction we would go? Maybe we would be an entirely, you know, penis-based industrial revolution as we discussed a few episodes. Oh, that's right, yeah. You know, it would be interesting to see. And so we could, what we could do is we could just seed these alternative little civilizations, mm-hmm. you know, on the Galapagos or whatever, and just see where they go with it. If we just, I mean, obviously Galapagos is a game. great choice because then people will be eating things that, that are unlike what people eat anywhere else. Yeah, weird food. Rare turtles. You know? And that's going to that's somehow, that's going to influence... You know, the way that they think. Yeah. Now, I and... watched Blue Lagoon, right, which is mm. a kind of a movie about this kind of thing. And I think they might have made a boat, a raft, which is, you know, not See? super novel, but but this is, you know, it's it's early on. That's a first a iteration. Of, give them a couple of centuries. <clears throat> exactly. Um, I mean... We might not even need to give them that long if we start them off with a few choice little things and we're not just going back to, like, stone axes or whatever. But, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Maybe I'm already undermining my own idea because... Well, we might need to send them with, like, a CAD program. They need might need a CAD program to do some drawing. Yeah. We'll send and, them with a 3D printer. And a 3D printer. Okay. But nothing else. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And maybe a textbook? They can 3D print anything that they want. What if you told them that you gave them a, an advanced physics textbook and you told them that this was the description of God? <gasps> wow, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't um, know where. Mm. Um, wait, mm. so which, what am I writing down? Islands of yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know to what extent that is a sketch idea, but um, I, I think it's certainly I think not one to tell you not to write down something I said, Alistair. Yeah, um, I'm giving into pressure to you know just genuine. Dis- dis- I'm trying to, I'm trying to stop you, you know, eventually protesting and just leaving due to uh, dissatisfaction with how the yeah the unfairness. Yeah. Even You've though got you to give me, even though. I don't 100% think that you understand the brief of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, he's getting it. I think think he'll get it in the 300th episode. Yeah, great. I'll have a moment. I'm like, oh. No, that would be a terrible time for me to actually realize what I'm supposed to be doing here. Yeah. Because anything that makes it harder to reach 300 is not what we need. No. Listeners, you need to know that before we start every episode now, there is a, a good five minutes of Alistair and I just mentally calculating how close the 300th episode is it's and verbally dreadfully. expressing our distress. It's getting dreadfully we're, close. It's only, we're we're only very like 14 unhappy. weeks away. And it's, I haven't, not, it's not okay. We haven't even done the maths on exactly what date this will be. So... Um, Christ. Yeah, hopefully we're not busy around that time. Um, yeah, I think... Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the other thing that we could be thinking about is we should maybe be working straight away on our own drones. It's got to be a drone and phone, right? And just sending it to as many Earth-like exoplanets as we can so that mm. we can steal their IP. Small, yes. Small things that can just observe, Right? Because it's going to take, you know, like 32 years, even at the speed of light, to send messages back. Mm. But, it, but you know, but for something sufficiently advanced, you know, for information on a technology that's sufficiently advanced, that will be a huge saving in time for us. Um, yeah. I, I think that in Star Trek, you know, they have the prime directive. They go to these other planets and they're not allowed to interfere. But I don't think the Prime Directive doesn't say anywhere that they... That was a poorly constructed sentence. I don't think the Prime Directive says anywhere that they can't steal any good ideas that they see while they're having a peek down from mm. from above. You know, And so even if it's just fashion, even if it's a just new kind of like a new kind of halter neck top oh. or a new kind of like, you know, nice asymmetrical hairstyle yeah you know that's got you you'd you'd be crazy not to not to you know feed that back into the federation you know oh absolutely a new way to a new way to do your hair 
There's yeah. probably so many simple ways of doing your hair that we haven't even thought of. I haven't even <clears> thought <throat> of, you know. What about like a ponytail, right? And yeah. then it goes all the way around. You you just wrap it around and around the head. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is no alien idea, but no. what about this? It's a mustache that you comb upwards so that it covers your eyes and <laughs> really? joins yeah. your regular Terrific. hair. Yeah, great. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's a new idea. You sort of peer through it, like you're looking through a hedge. Yeah, like yeah, like through sunglasses, you know. Yeah. Um, hair glasses. Mm, you, I mean, you, you it goes up and it twines around your glasses like a vine. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this has got to be something. You could probably use it on the inside as a bit of a pin board for like. Hooking, you know, f- photos of your family up, little ones. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah. reminders, like mini post-it notes, little cute little, you know, yeah. miniature post-it notes like you'd have for like a Barbie mm-hmm. house or something. Mm-hmm. You know, probably yeah. a scientist Barbie house because she's working on a, a big um, a big discovery. So this is a woman with a beard? No, I'm talking about the size Never of the thought. post-it notes would be part of a scientist Barbie kit. That's where oh, you might, okay. might get them initially before you just find out where the um, distributor sure. is. Yeah, great. <laughs> and you um, can bypass that that Barbie, uh, you know, market markup, markup, the Mattel yeah. markup. Yeah. Um, I reckon we've probably got five sketch ideas, Alistair. You're actually it might right. even be time for uh, some words from a listener. You're absolutely correct, Andrew Matthews. Um, yeah. Our three words today, Andy, they come from one of our listeners. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and today's listener is a young gent by the name of Bray- oh. Brayden Douglas. Brayden Douglas? Brayden Douglas. Well, I never. You wouldn't believe this, but we, we got to meet Brayden Douglas in person at, mm. during the comedy festival. When he, and- come, when he came down from Brisbane... Or Queensland of some sort, and uh, and came and saw teleport. So hi, I, hi, Braden. What and what a delight! Thank yeah. you so much, Braden. Um, Braden, one of our few intergenerational um, family supporters. <laughs> That's right, because his, his parents came to Magma, and they loved it a lot. It seemed, yeah, it's amazing, and it was very I, nice. <laughs> It was so complimentary. It suggests that there could be a genetic component to our comedy. That's that true. It, whatever it is that makes people like our show mm. could be passed down. The hope is that Braden is going to start breeding soon and a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're, we're already um, working on making that happen. I mean, it would be great to try to get more Douglases. Actually, some, oh. of my, some of my family members are Douglases. You know, I don't even call them Douglas. I call them Doug Moore because that's that's, that's right. what I dream of. Yeah. I just call them Doug. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so thank you, Braden. And here's Braden's three words, Andy. Do you want to try and guess what You the... know that I do. Yeah. Uh, Lance. Lance? That's what is Lance. Yeah, Lance. Lance. Uh, no, no. The first mm-hmm. word is nuclear. Mm, or okay. nuclear. Ah, yes. 
Um, okay, then the second word is, what do you call that little bit of skin that's around the bottom of your fingernail? Clavicle? It begins with a... Not clavicle, no. I think that's a type of um, musical instrument. Um, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask clavicle. No, I'm sorry, Andy. The answer is thrifty. Nuclear thrifty? Yeah. Okay, okay. Nuclear thrifty. Mutton bird. Oh, very Mutton close. Mutton bird. Very close, Andy. Uh, he decided to go instead with the common name that the mutton bird is known by. Sniffers. Nippers? Sniffers. Like like a like like a like a a, a a a word for a young child or maybe something that a crab has? Uh no no no. Sniffers. Oh sniffers. Yeah. I don't know why the audio quality has just dropped. Nuclear uh. thrifty sniffers. Wow. I mean this is another one that I I'm happy to classify as some genuinely random words. Right? To... You don't. There's no pattern there that I'm missing, is there, Alison? No. I mean, let me see. There's there's a lot. I mean, there's there's eyes pretty early on in the last two words. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the pieces are fall, uh, falling into place now. Um, I got some oh, real beautiful mind stuff happening. Yeah, uh, I think I can. <laughs> all three words have an R. And uh, actually, actually, each word increases the amount of F's in it by one each time as we go down. Wow. Okay. Well, then this is. I mean, yeah. There is almost too many patterns now. It seems. A bit predictable in a way. Um, yeah. And I'm embarrassed I didn't guess them. I'm embarrassed. Nuclear thrifty sniffers. You know something that I think about a lot? What's that? Is the scene in the movie Richie Rich with Macaulay Culkin. <gasps> he has a device. Uh, he and his parents are in the, uh, in the jet and they have a a machine because they're very rich. Yeah. They have some new invention that is able to sniff things. And tell you what it is. And tell you what it is. But it has a nose on the end of it, right? It has a nose, and that's how they're able to detect the the TNT that is about to blow up the the plane. Because he's just trying to find out what's in some of his gifts, I think. I think that's right. They're looking for something in particular in one of the gifts. And they... It's sniff, and this is how I know the chemical name of TNT. I believe is trinitrotoluene, um, and the line is trinitrotoluene. Trinitrotoluene. That's TNT. And then they realise that there's a bomb in there, and um, they just throw it out the door. Yeah. I think so, but then it does blow up. Um, but at least they're not killed; they just crash. On yeah. uh, I think a desert island, or maybe just in they're in the life raft of the of the airplane. Isn't that crazy? Even even you know he's rich, he's already got everything, and then suddenly he's got mm. a desert island to himself, something that he would have bought anyway, mm. and he could yeah. have afforded. The, this is this is just how the rich get richer, you know. Mm. They a lot of the time um, they people try to blow them up, and they just land on um, unclaimed. 
uh, lands and and they get richer still, and and it's another way in which the um, the working man is kept down. It's crazy that they put a human nose at the end of the uh, of that machine because that would actually be way less good at smelling than almost any other animal's nose. Mm. Well, I don't. I I don't remember exactly what nose it was, but if you say it was a human nose, um, I'll believe you, and I will uh, also probably assume that it was taken off. I guess a a, a prisoner or an enemy of the. The of, really of the riches, rich, rich, richie riches, yeah. Um, was um, it? Yeah. So now we have to actually, actually come up with a sketch <laughs> that is linked to this. Yeah, well, yeah. Nuclear thrifty s- s- sniffers. Now I know, like a lot of bombs, like a nuclear bomb, for example, mm. uh, is built to explode and destroy things. Yes. Right. But could you have? Yes. I mean, firstly, there's the possibility of a uh, a bomb that size, but that's a stink bomb. It's actually a really good idea, Alistair, and a nuclear stink bomb. Uh, it does sound like an idea is... from like a from like a high school movie. Maybe something <laughs> yeah. that maybe something that God would encounter when he goes back mm. to school to to be kissed mm. for his first time. I mean, you know, we could we could absolutely write a uh, an alternative history of the world, right? Mm. In which um uh Albert Einstein doesn't um come up with a theory of, you know, uh of the of time and space. He comes up with a theory of uh smell and space. And that the theory in that um, E equals mc squared uh, feeds into the discovery of you know the, the the relation between smell and mass, and we are able to find that um, particles when they decay in a nuclear reaction um, actually emit a small amount of smell, and uh, rather than energy, a huge and, amount of smell. Uh, uh, well, I guess, I guess, I guess so—a huge amount of smell, yeah, because of the conver- conversion between. It's because it's the it's the strong, yes. it's the strong atomic smell. The strong atomic smell, yes. That and, he discovers, and then the Manhattan Project, instead yeah. of being one to develop a a nuclear bomb, is, um, I guess, the Manhattan Project. Oh my god. To... <laughs> Um, I mean that seems to make sense to me. Yeah. And to uh, yeah, and it's I mean it's almost not that difficult to imagine um any of these mm. things where it's just it's just a slight tweak in mm. maybe in the in the early seconds of the big bang that yeah. that would have some fundamental you know altered the fundamental <laughs> laws of the universe mm. um and to make it instead of uh what was what what was stink replacing there uh, i think it was replacing a couple of things yeah. well, it, but it, it, to begin with it was replacing time and then later it was replacing energy yeah but um you know well that's right well we're, we're probably the same thing yeah that atomic energy is replaced with atomic stink and somehow stink Probably also does a lot of the work of energy, but yeah. But, but the thing is, is that 
energy a lot of the time in in our current universe is invisible. You don't see forces, mm. right? You see their effects, but what if... And it's the forces, same with smell. Well, what if energy had a smell? Yeah, okay. You know? And so suddenly, mm. you know, I mean, a lot of things that, you know, you use energy do have a smell, like a car or something like that. But if all energy had a smell, you know, mm. smelled like ham or, you know... Or uh, asphalt. I mean, <laughs> in a way, Alison, I wonder if energy having a smell is less is less interesting. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. It is because the energy would still be doing the damage, regardless of whether or not it has a smell. You're right. And no, you're right. This yeah. this isn't doing damage. This is just releasing a smell. Mm. And you know, dropping that. On Hiroshima, I suppose. What were they called? Big Boy and Little Boy? Was that the I'm name of the... I'm not sure, yeah. I don't, I don't know about yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I'm, okay. All I know is the bits of the vagina. <laughs> I think. And, and, and I think, maybe. And then you know bombs. Bombs that have killed many people. Yeah. Nothing about um, things that bring people, bring people into the world. And that's the essential difference between between you and me Alistair you know you create life and I only know how to take it away um, now um, the only other thing here uh, while, I'm, while I'm talking about this nuclear stink bomb is that something else happened in this universe where um, with Einstein because in our universe our current reality Einstein didn't want there to be a bomb. Yes. Right? He didn't... So he... That's true. I think he might have proposed initially that this was possible, and I think he probably was worried that the Germans were going to do something. Yeah. Get yeah, there, get do it so. first. But something changes in this world where he is actually actively not only... In this version, this reality one that we're, we're creating, the, stink, the nuclear stink bomb, he's actually developing it. So he is part of the Manhattan Project, the Manhattan <laughs> Project. Yeah. He might replace somebody who wasn't on this one, or maybe he's doing it all maybe by himself. Eisenhower. I mean, he might be the man shitting. Or Oppenheimer? He might be the man shitting. Yeah. You never know. Because um, I guess if it's, yep. a, if it's a rod, instead of a rod of refined um, uranium, mm. but it was like somehow he, ref, he refined a rod of shit to its pure stink. <laughs> yeah. Took yeah. out anything that wasn't stink. Yeah, that's really good. Because... You know, obviously within a poo, and I'm sorry to get really technical, but obviously within a poo, there are bits of any given poo that don't actually smell, right? <laughs> we all know this. There are so many bits that yeah. don't smell. Well, well, Let's... I think you don't, you don't, we don't talk about them because 
it's it, you know I think it, I think it would probably probably if you were to analyze it by mass or something like that yeah. the um but the, the smell by mass of a poo probably there's not that many bits that actually smell I would be surprised if it was less than ten <laughs> if, if it was more than ten percent of a poo is actually smelly but it's just that the ten percent that is smelly is so smelly yeah. that it overpowers. The sort of you know the, the neutral or even maybe the pleasant smell of some of the other bits that are in the poo, mm. and so yeah, I think that it, imagine if you were able to refine it down and get rid of the bits that don't smell bad and right. just have the bad smelling bits. Yeah, and oh. then you're getting close to that pure puranium or plutonium. Uh-huh. Jeez, is this something you. we can be proud of? Andy? This work that we're doing now. Well, I mean, I think at some point, if you go deep enough into something, mm. that you know, and you know, you're getting to talk about bomb manufacturing and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's still something. It um, is. You know, and you know, I mean, we're if anybody who's listening doesn't know anything about how you make a nuclear bomb, then. At least there'll be a little bit. They could bit be learning that. something. Because, because yeah. then, um, but there's got to be something in there where I guess you get it so refined that I guess when a poo particle, a stink <laughs> particle, uh, sort of, I guess you know, like stinks, a particle. It's called a particle. A particle uh, stinks or breaks down or whatever, and kind of and shoots out towards a nose or whatever. Hits another one, another poo particle. A particle, mm. and and, a and, and causes that one to have a little, you know, mm. pop off or whatever it does, and then it creates mm. a chain reaction, and so yeah, so that's what happens when you get it dense enough to that critical mass, mm. or or flatch, <laughs> critical flatch, and um, or just ass, ass critical ass, of course. Oh, that's way better. <laughs> You get it to critical ass, and so so you just gotta pull it back one little bit of density, and then you put into the where the bomb is. You add a conventional explosive. Yeah, correct. Or you put put in a conventional stink bomb. Yeah, oh, of course. To just add that tiny little bit more stink that it shoots into mm. the, the the rod, the, the enriched poo rod, and. <sighs> Um, and then, and then it tips it over into that chain reaction, and there is a a release of unbelievable amounts of stink as as the each yeah. molecule, each atom mm. releases its a strong and from that atomic on, scent. It's uh, <laughs> from that from that from that point on. The uh, the effects of the bomb are more or less identical with that of a nuclear bomb because the stench <laughs> is so powerful that it can knock down buildings or indeed vaporize entire people or at least make them but, stink. Yeah, well, I think the long term effects are interesting because they can make people stink for generations. Children <laughs> are born who smell. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing that it penetrates. Into the yeah. into the, uh, the into DNA. the womb, yeah. Mm. Oh, imagine that! Yeah, the DNA that that is in your egg and in your your sperm, yeah, gets these 
I guess it's like a stink that is like a subatomic particle. It's like yep. the it's like the Higgs the, it's like the Higgs boson that gives but things weight, <laughs> but it gives it a smell. <laughs> this is this is exactly the Higgs boson. Is exactly <laughs> exactly what I want to be talking about, Alistair. That is, we got there. We got we got to pure joy for me. I mean, the Higgs nose on. It's it shouldn't be the peak, but it is the peak. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna uh, destroy. And then and then uh, and then creatures from another planet will come here. Mm, and you know, take I, that IP. And then they're gonna take that IP <laughs> that Einstein created, and they'll destroy generations of other planets. Mm. Um, so Brayden, I hope you're okay with that uh, nuclear thrifty yeah. sniff- sniffers. I guess we didn't use thrifty that much, but you know, no, I guess it's, we can it's keep cheaper than a nuclear pocket. bomb. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, we can carry over thrifty to next week and add it. To- <laughs> carry it on. Add it to the. Did you have to cough as close to the microphone as you as you are? I wonder. I guess we'll find out one day. Yeah, I'll I'll try and do it more so that we can see if there's um, mm-hmm. yeah, if there's any change over time. Thanks, Al. No worries. That'd be the best outcome for me. Can you take us through the sketch ideas that we've come up with so far today? And I'm not looking forward to hearing some of them again. Great. Uh, we've got life afterlife. That's where there's a new afterlife, but we just do it about five years before you die. Um, so that yes. people can actually get to experience an afterlife in case there isn't a real one. You know, and, and if there is one, then that's great. You'll just come into it. You but know, it's no longer the afterlife. It's an after afterlife. After afterlife, yeah. Um, and this is, you know, sort of a, a kind of related sketch. It's the idea of a Clifto, uh, which is it was once a an energy bar company that made bars for a few, let's say you go climbing mountains and stuff like that. There wasn't a lot of business for them for some reason. I guess it's probably just a poor product. But um, then they went into uh, the disposing, killing and disposing of the people after their life after life, uh, which, you know, nobody wants to deal with and really accept that it actually is happening because they, you know, afterlife should be eternal. Um, Then we got a whale brain human, a person who's been given the uh, genetically engineered to have the traits in their brain where they can like a whale rest parts of Mm. their brain uh whilst keeping others awake but then we we kill those parts of their brain and see if it gives them access to the afterlife if they can see what the Mm. afterlife is like maybe they get you know connected to that other side then we have um the jesus and mary uh uh, DNA, which from one of their descendants gives us access to heaven by launching one of those people or many of those people into in the air mm. and finding mm. where that portal is that Virgin Mary's meat and Jesus's meat went through uh, and unlocked whatever the wherever the portal is uh, so that we can get a rope into heaven. 
and then we can sort of start our own new heaven and start trading with heaven. Um, you know, getting getting sort of some pulling pod. things up and down the rope, donkeys, donkeys. You know, a lot of lot of dead bodies and things like that to give some some souls up there. You know. Chance at oh, imagine if we, we get into heaven and we start using it to dump garbage. We are going up there and using it for landfill. And even if you like it's not landfill, you just if if it's infinite, you know, or if it's at least very big, you could just mm. put put it there, put all this, you know, toxic stuff to keep it away from the environment. For That's a bit true, until we know how to treat up there, it. Like it's, but also, like, it's not like it's going to hurt anybody up there, right? They're already dead. And most of so them don't have bodies not, except for like, the ones Presumably that we... it's not toxic to them. Yeah, exactly. Then we've got, it's a God romantic comedy where it's God never been kissed. He yes. goes back to high school to, you know, because he's, in a way, he's kind of jealous. You know, he kind of, he feels like he's missed out. But he doesn't know... He doesn't know how to do it. He doesn't know how to meet girls or boys. Never been blessed. I don't know what that is. That's a different show, Never Been Blessed, I think. Yeah. Someone who goes back to Bible school. Sure, yeah. Um, um, someone who's too old and feels like they couldn't... They're too old to go mm. back to church. Back to Sunday school? Back to oh, Sunday no. school. Sure. And then we've got islands of people that we leave islands on islands of people. to see yes. what they invent. You know, see, we leave them see. there alone, isolate them. Sometimes come up you with say, it. I don't know what the point of this show is. Mm. And then sometimes I come up with something that is such a, a clear-cut, hilarious sketch idea, <laughs> Alistair, that I... Uh, apology accepted, Alistair. <laughs> apology accepted. Um... And then we have the alternate universe where Einstein created a nuclear stink mm. bomb. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So That's what you get for your $3. That's what you get. So you're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Two in the Think Tank. Um, we really do appreciate it's really nice. that you do that to us. It's genuinely very nice. Yes, it is. Genuinely. It's the best. It makes me happy. Hey, check out the uh, Two in the Think Tank Discord. It's always nice when somebody new drops in. Um, chip yeah. in. Say something stupid. We all do. Everybody and does. Yeah, and um, and you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. You can follow me. I'm at Alistair TV. We're at Two in Tank. You can follow us on Instagram. You can support us on Patreon if you like. It helps us a tremendous amount. I don't know if you realize how much um, Andy asks for that money. <laughs> when, when, when the beginning of the month comes around, and uh, he, he, here's something. Here's just a random plug. A uh, friend of the show and friend of us, Matt Stewart, is uh, is taking his comedy show from the Comedy Festival up to Sydney and Brisbane, and uh, you should um, look him up on Twitter um, at Matt Stew underscore Art and, yeah, and find Jack, some tickets to those shows. Yeah, and Jack Druce. Uh, former oh guest, yes, this is, is exciting. If you're in Melbourne, he's going to be recording one of his specials 
at his comedy festival show and at Stupid Old Studios. And I think he's also selling tickets for that if you find him at Jack Drews. Or, you know, you'll find him somehow. Um, and, yeah, he'll be doing I think it's in the next week or so, maybe even. So get on it quick. Um, also, I think, I mean, we probably did mention this, but we were on Lisa Dibbs' podcast. Um, oh, Reanimate. Reanimates, which about the about all the films that Jeffrey Combs appears in. Mm. Um, <laughs> and we really, really graced it with our large amount of knowledge about uh, Jeffrey I, Combs. I didn't know. I watched the whole movie, and I had no idea who Jeffrey Combs was. I thought he was a different man the whole time, so... It's a very interesting. Uh, it's a very interesting listen. Um, and so we we like a love you you. Hi. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.